Today I'll be reading from uh, Genesis chapter 4 in verse 1. You want to just say amen when you're there? Sounds like the amens have it. And Adam knew Eve as his wife, and she became pregnant and bore Cain. And she said, I have gotten and gained a man with the help of the Lord. And she gave birth to his brother Abel. Now Abel was a keeper of sheep, but Cain was a tiller of the ground. And in the course of time, Cain brought to the Lord an offering of the fruit of the ground. And Abel brought of the firstborn of his flock and of the fat portions. And the Lord had respect and regard for Abel and his offering. But for Cain and his offering, he had no respect or regard. So Cain was exceedingly angry and indignant, and he looked sad and depressed. And the Lord said to Cain, why are you angry? And why do you look sad and depressed and dejected? If you do well, will you not be accepted? And if you do not do well, sin crouches at your door. Its desire is for you, but you must master it. Pray for us, man. Then we're going to go into our lesson. Amen. Bless the Lord. Um, I want to thank God. Hang on a quick second before you pray. See that question number two up there? Take yes. a stab at it. Well, you why read the was question. Cain's offering not acceptable to God? Yeah. Well, Abel's offering was of the fat portions of his first of the stock of his flock. So that was a sacrifice to him. That was what he ate. That's what was dinner. <laughs> but Cain just kind of left, gave God the leftovers. It wasn't really a sacrifice. He wasn't cheerfully giving. And that's going to be my prayer. Amen. So let me ask you this. Let me, let me ask you this. Let me ask you this. Hang on. Hang on. Then I'm going to the message. So number four. Number four. If, if what, what are you going to do, you as a youth person, um, if God asks you to do the right thing with your offering? What is you going to do? Yeah. The main thing is always to put God first mm. and to live by his ways, and I know he'll have me. All right. Okay. Pray for us, man. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Will you please join me in bowing our heads for prayer? Dear Heavenly Father, I just thank you for this day and this opportunity to just come out and speak to such a large audience. Dear Heavenly Father, I just pray that you would help us continue to be cheerful givers, dear Heavenly Father, in your name. For we know that through you, through your grace and through your mercy, all things are possible and nothing but good fortune will await us, dear Heavenly Father, through the thick and the thin. I want to pray over our pastor today. I pray that you would speak through him, dear Heavenly Father, that you would move his lips to your will and his words, dear Heavenly Father, to speak to every ear in the crowd today. In the mighty name of Jesus, amen and amen. Amen. Come on, show Malik some love. Thank you, man. Thank you. Amen. Yeah. I'm loving this, this youth thing. Yeah, I'm loving it. Yeah, it's good. It's, it's good. Amen. One day, one of them going to come and I'm just going to say, you got the whole message. Yeah. <laughs> really freak them out. Yeah. Hey, um, let, me, let me say this and... Um, and uh, we'll allow God just to be God this morning. Um, okay. 
say 10, 10, 80. 10, 10, 80. One more time, say 10, 10, 80. 10, 10, 80. So here's what I want to say to you, um, and, and I don't know where this is coming from, but let me just say it anyway. As it relates to your finances, um, do not make the mistake of living off of 100% of your paycheck. Come on, I want you all to hear me. Do not make the mistake of living off of 100% of your paycheck. Um, if you're living off of 100% of your paycheck, stop it immediately. All right? Stop it. Come on. Amen. Stop it immediately. Yeah. Yeah. Here, here's where the 10 goes. 10 should go to God. If you're there, if you're not, just give God something. Let me, let me not even say 10. Um, give God what you can first. Be consistent about it. And the other 10 um, is at a minimum, put 10% of your income away for savings. Are you hearing me? Put it away and then you live off the 80%. And you pay yourself first out of the 80 and you prioritize with your mortgage and so on and so forth. You, can, you guys hear what I'm saying? Um, um, I don't care how painful it is, how difficult that may be for you, stop it and start immediately. All right? Uh, let's, let's turn this thing around. Remember, the first 100 days are going to be going to start strong so we can finish strong, right? Here, here's something else I want to say to you um, that, that we have a problem not doing. Um, if you're a young person, if you're a young person and you're in the workforce right now and you don't have life insurance, get life insurance. Young people, are you hearing me? Um, I made that dumb mistake when I, you know, being in the corporate world. I remember when I worked for IBM and um, when you first get oriented, they take you through HR and then they offer you all this stuff, right? Um, benefits package, blah, 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 blah. And I could not grab the concept of getting life insurance. I couldn't. That was just, to me, a waste of money. I mean, you kind of get what I'm saying. And now that I am uh, 25 years old, um, <laughs> I mean, I got, it, I got it from IBM. Don't get me wrong. I got life insurance, and it's still carrying today. But, but I'm saying I could have got like a two, five or so million dollar policy for pennies on the dollar. I look at a lot of my engineer friends that did that and walked away and doing great because the beauty of those big Fortune 500 companies is that stuff doesn't change on you. It just stays. And so I could have been in my 50s paying like 90 bucks for that kind of ridiculous insurance, right? I just got the smaller amount because I was cheap and dumb and nobody told me. My pastor didn't tell me to get life insurance. <laughs> so young people, go ahead and do it, all right? And get that whole life stuff, not the term life stuff. You guys are young enough. You're young enough to do it. Are you hearing me, young people? Old folks, say to the young people, just do it. Come on, say it again. Tell them, just do it. Very, very, very important. Okay? Old people, get something. <laughs> Don't leave your family hanging. All right? Come on, y'all. Let's talk, people. Can we be honest? Just do it, just do it, just do it, just do it. I know you're wondering where in the world is he coming from with this, but the Lord has been just laying that heavy on my heart as we talk about starting strong and finishing strong. I am a cancer survivor, 
and it's the most difficult thing. It's the most, yeah, yeah. But as a cancer survivor, if you're trying to raise your premium or get policies and stuff, it's difficult. It's extremely difficult, but if you have it before you get sick, this is where I'm going. Your family be taken care of, all right? Don't, don't be so selfish and think about you. Think about a legacy. Think about legacy, okay? Uh, give God something, be it to grow to 10%, be consistent in that. Secondly, um, start your savings account. Get your emergency fund, first of all, up to $1,000 at a minimum. Um, we have our emergency fund, and the muffler on Katani's truck went out, and I got mad. I got mad because I'm like, it's my emergency fund. <laughs> I mean, it's our, but you know what I mean? I mean, you don't want to spend that on no muffler. Just drive around making noise, girl, you know? <laughs> you know? So watch it. You know, don't spend, but, you know, that's what emergency funds are for, emergencies. You guys get what I'm saying? Get that up where it needs to go, and then start saving when you get the basic, then start paying off bills and start strong so you can finish strong. Break the cycle of poverty. Is that all right? break the cycle of poverty. Now, here's where I want to go with this message, and um, I just have a few minutes to do it, so I'll just speak from my heart and allow God to be God. I want to begin that first 10 by challenging us all this morning to um, put God first and let him stay first in our life. You know, uh, Eddie keeps telling me whenever you're going to do this, make sure it doesn't sleep. It keeps sleeping on me. Uh, so God could be first in our life. Now, I'm going to be the first to say to you, it, putting God first is a lot easier said than done. Is that, you guys believe me? Yeah. It's, it's, come on, y'all, it's a lot easier said than done. It's one thing to say that God is first. It's another thing to live it out, okay? Um, here, here's what we'll do. We'll say, you know, God is first in my life. I'm going to start the year right. I'm going to start strong. And then <laughs> not even the second day into the year, we forget to pray, right? We forget to wake up in the morning and thank him. We forget to bless our food. We forget to do all that stuff yet until we say God is first. In our relationships, we say God is first, but when things get rough, we show up before God does, all right? Come on, let's, let's be honest this morning. In everything we do, we say God is first, but it is, it is extremely difficult. One of the things that I am learning more and more is let me just say this to you, um, based on the text that Malik just read, um, Madison just read, if you want to know whether God is first or where God sits in your life, look at what we do with our finances, look at what we do with our time, look at what we do with our talent, look at what we do with our resources. That'll give us a perspective of where God really stands in our life. Does that make sense? Look at this thing and then we're going to read. We present ourselves acceptable to God, in approaching, um, when our attitude in approaching him is God first and everything second. We present ourselves acceptable to God when our attitude in approaching him is God first and everything second. You want God to smile on you. I want God to smile on me. Put him first in everything I do and or say. This is the situation that we're confronted with in this passage that's in front of us uh, this morning. These two guys come to God, and God receives one, and he does not show favor on the other, and stuff went haywire from there. So I want us to just kind of look at just a couple of principles from this text to kind of challenge us and motivate us to get to the place where God 
really is first in our life. Now, go with me to Genesis chapter 3, let me, I mean chapter 4, let me just read real quick, and then we're going to walk through this. Now, verse 1 opens up by saying, Adam knew his wife Eve, and she conceived and bore Cain, saying, I have gotten a man with the help of the Lord. And again it says she bore his brother Abel, and it says, Now Abel was a keeper of the sheep, and Cain was a worker of the ground. Okay, then verse 3 opens up by saying, in the course of time, Cain brought uh, to the Lord an offering of the fruit of the ground, and Abel also brought of the firstborn of his flock and the fat portions thereof. Now, here's what I want to say about this passage, and then we're going to walk through it real quick. Obviously, um, their pastor taught them well. Their mom and dad, you kind of get what I'm saying, in that as, as time enveloped or as time unveiled, as a time progressed, these guys had the, the spiritual fortitude or the cognizance or whatever term we want to, to use to recognize that they are simply stewards of God's stuff, okay? So it opens up by saying the first thing they did was they brought and offering to the Lord. Now, the thing that I want you to see um, in the text is I want you to see their attitude in approaching God. That's the important things in the text. As we look at this verse of Scripture, I don't want you to get hung up on whether one bought a blood offering or one bought a grain offering. I don't think that is relevant to the principle of the text. I think it is all about attitude towards God and the place of God in all of our lives as we come to him and approach him with our stuff. Notice, notice what the verse says in verse 3. In the course of time, Cain brought to the Lord an offering of the fruit of the ground, but Abel also brought of the firstborn of his flock and their fat and the fat portions thereof. Now, here's what you need to notice about the text. The text did not say that they approach God with the expectation of receiving anything in return. Can I get a half an amen on that one? Yeah. I mean, I, I, this is very, very important. I'm going to get in trouble for this, but I'm going to say it anyway. They were not sowing seeds of faith. <laughs> this was a... Just because you're God, and just because of who you are, and just because of the fact that you wake me up in the morning and you clothe me in my right mind, and just because of the fact that the earth is yours and the fullness belongs to you, just because of the fact that you caused it to rain and my crop, I reaped a harvest from my crop, just because you allow my sheep or my animal flock to be fertile just because you allowed me to breathe your air and just because you allowed the sun to shine on me and just because at night you allowed the star to come and illuminate my day and just because you provide food for me and just because you release the principle that when a seed goes into ground, I can reap a harvest from my work. Hint, work, hint, work, hint, work. Don't miss that. Just because you set all those things in place, the least I can do. 
is bring an offering to God. So the text opened up by saying they both brought an offering. Don't miss this. They both came to worship God. They both had a mindset of worship. They both had um, an attitude of worship. They both had the right heart initially as it relates to what they brought to the Lord. After all, the expectation, the law had not been given yet, so the expectation could not be that Cain's offering be the equivalent of Abel's offering. The principle at the time of the text was they brought what they could to the Lord. Okay? Now, where the tension in the text starts to surface is the attitude of the individual boys as it relates to the offering that they brought to the Lord. The text says, the text says, that, that Cain brought some of the fruit of, of the ground that he reaped, uh, picked from his trees. And then it also says that Adam, I mean Cain, Abel on the other hand, he brought, it says, the firstborn of his flock. And then there's this conjunction, and their fat portions. And I want to lay the premise before you, that's where the distinction starts to surface between these two boys. Let me get very elementary. Here it was that they planted a tomato patch. And Cain is going around and he's like, oh man, this one is real juicy. Dang, that's good. That one for me. Then he keeps going, oh, here's another juicy one. That one belongs to me. Then he goes, this one got a little hole on it like a worm was in there. Guess I can get that one to God. Puts it over there. Then he goes, oh, man, here's another good one. And he picks it and he gives it to him. Oh, here's another one that, well, it's kind of green. It doesn't look so good. He picks it up. That one goes to God as well. Cool. And so he takes his good stuff and he has all his stuff first. And then he shows up, whatever the day it was, let's for the sake of conversation, Sunday morning with his basket of second best. Okay. Now, this is deep. This is deep. Now, here's Abel now. Abel, Abel goes to his flock because he was a, a herdsman. And the text says that he went to the first thing that was produced from his investment. That's what that Hebrew word means when it talks about firstborn. If you were talking about humans, we would be talking about the person that had access to the birthright, the next in line. So he bred his sheep, and the very first thing that came out of the sheep he set it aside, and here's, here's his mindset. Had it not been for God, this would not have happened. Okay? Now, not only did he just bring the sheep, because the thing was, if you understand the whole offering concept, you didn't bring the whole sheep and lay the whole sheep on the, offer, on the altar. What you did was you killed the sheep, and you would separate it a certain way, and you would cut fat in certain parts out of the sheep. So here's what he didn't do. He didn't say, I'm going to keep the breast for me and give the wing to God. I want you all to hear me say that, okay? He, he didn't say, I'm going to keep the thigh for me and just give the neck to God. The text says, and the fat portions thereof. What that means is he took the choicest part of the sheep, and he laid it aside for God, and the second best and leftovers he came for himself, and then both of them showed up to God. I want you guys are tracking with me. 
so the, the important thing was that the attitude of the individuals in approaching, approaching God, what they brought and how they brought their offering was a reflection to God of where he lived or resided in their hearts. You guys, you guys I mean, I, I want to give you a quick application real quick. I don't want to get in trouble. I'm getting in trouble. I'm getting in trouble. <laughs> if you don't do this when you first get paid, off the top, God. You don't do that. I know this is harsh. I know this is harsh, but hear it in the spirit of love. I'm not talking amount. I'm not talking amount. I'm just saying off the top, God, if you don't do that, but let me say me, if we don't do that, hear me carefully, I hate to say this, we're no different than Cain. Are you guys with me? Y'all say man. so I know y'all love me. I love y'all too. I know this is harsh. 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 But, but, but here, I, I just need to work this so y'all, y'all be, we're going to be a little long today, but I, not for me. I got some other things to do. But, but if it doesn't come off the top, and please hear me say carefully, I'm not talking amount, okay? I'm just saying off the top. I'm not talking amount. I'm just saying off the top. I'm not talking amount. I'm just saying off the top. Growth is going to equate to amount. Right? Are you hearing me? But, but the principle is, the principle is, the moment that thing that you planted in the ground produces a harvest off the top. First, God. Second, me. Third, others. Now, this is going to sound crazy because the principle looks like this. Whoever gets off the top is really who God is. That's a revelation to me, and it's a revelation to you of who God is in our life, okay? So off the top, y'all just say this out loud. Say off the top, God. Now let me help you. Let me help you so you don't feel guilty here, okay? If all you can take off the top right now is a penny, take a penny off the top and give it to God. The point is put them off the top and then grow past that. Now if you've been saved 40 years and you're still pennying God, we, <laughs> we have a different conversation. But, but begin somewhere. Begin somewhere. Start to replace who the present God is in your life with Yahweh Elohim, the one only true and living God, because he's the one who provides for all of us. Does this make sense, guys? Come on. Are you guys hearing me? Come on, say amen. Let me know you're here. Come on, say off the top, God. Very, very important, very, very important. I don't want you to miss this. Now, look at the second thing real quick, and then we're going to move on. So God is pleased and accepts us with us when we put everything first. Look at the text. I'm, I'm not going to say much about this. I'm going to let it speak for itself because you guys are already mad with me. And um, y'all say he meddling. Okay. Now, watch, watch, watch this. It says here now in um, verse 4, Abel brought up the firstborn of the flock and the fat portents, and the Lord had regard for Abel and his offering. But for Cain and his offering, he had no regard. And I love this next phrase. So Cain 
And my translation has this, you know, adverb, very angry. And his face fell. Now, <laughs> y'all got to see this. Um, just quick, the picture. Here's Abel, oldest, firstborn, with his stuff. Hey, G, I'm hooking you up today, man. You know how hard I work for this stuff? This is Cain. And here's Abel. Lord, you get the first. Here it is. And here's God up in heaven. Hmm. And then he looks at Cain, and he looks at Abel. And I don't know how this works. I don't know, so I'm making this up. Fire comes down from heaven. Whoosh. And Abel's stuff, ooh, goes up. And Abel's like, yeah. And then here's Cain. With a fire. Because <laughs> the text says, the text says, some of your translation, he looked with favor on Abel and had no favor, right? Some of your translation says he looks with regard, but then he had no regard. All that word means is that he accepted one and he rejected the other. Anybody tracking with me? He accepted one and he rejected the other. Listen to me one more time. He accepted one and he rejected the other. So the verse continues by saying that, that, that Cain all of a sudden, he got very angry is what the English translation says. In, in the original language, it says he got major attitude. Such that he went from this to his face fell. In the literal sense, his countenance fell, his face sense, and then his face revealed to God the true attitude of his heart. He accepted one and he rejected the other. Now, there's a very, very important principle that I need you to hear me say this, to, 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 to not miss this. In Exodus chapter five, 20, it puts it this way. Deuteronomy 5 says the same thing. I, the Lord your God, am a jealous God, thou shall have, what? No other God, where? Before me. Here is the truth that you need not miss. If God ever, uh, let me say, made the mistake of accepting second best, then Exodus 20 would not be true. He would be a compromising God. And this is the mistake we make. We put everything before God, and we want God to bless the thing that we put before him. And here's the principle that's taught in Scripture. God cannot, because he will not allow us to have anything in front of him. Does this make sense, guys? Are you hearing me this morning? This, I know it's a difficult word. I know it's a hard word. So, so a lot of us are bringing stuff and fooling ourselves into thinking it's being accepted by God. Ah, man, I hate to have to say that. <laughs> but the truth is, Exodus 20 is either true, Deuteronomy 5 is either true, or it's not. So he accepts what's first, and he rejects what's second, because he will not place himself second place to anything. Okay, do me a favor. Do me. Everybody claps so we don't, you know, yeah, there you go. Thank you. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because 
Because here's what's happening. You're sitting next to a person who's clapping, and they'd be like, ooh, you must not be a tyler. <laughs> so we don't want to give nobody no reason. All right? <laughs> don't let nobody read nothing, okay? So very, very important, very important. If we don't at first, he doesn't really accept. Now watch this third thing. I'm almost there. I'm almost there. The grace of God, the grace of God, I love this, I love this, I love this. The grace of God allows us opportunity to get it right. Come on, say grace. grace. Say it again, say grace. grace. One more time, say grace. grace. Look at the text, look at the text, look at the text. And so notice what it says, verse 8. Then the Lord said to Cain, why are you tripping? Why are you angry, he says. And why has your face fallen? Why are you wearing a frown? And then watch this, this conditional clause. If you do well, will you not be, what? Accepted. But watch this other part. If you do not do well, look at the phrase. Sin is crouching where? At your door. Let me read it again. If you do well, will you not be accepted? If you do not do well, sin is crouching at your door. Let me explain this, and I'm going to hit the last thing real quick. I don't want to be long. So, so here's, here's, here's Cain standing here with his stuff, and God is just eating some good barbecue lamb, and it's just like <laughs> got the best sauces in heaven, and he's like got the hookup. He's like, why? He's like, hey, what's the problem is? It's some good stuff. <laughs> and, 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 and Cain is like, he can't even talk, he's so mad. He can't even respond to God, he's so ticked off. He can't even look at Abel, he's so messed up. And, and, and God is saying to him, listen, listen, it's all good, it's all good. So what, you messed up this time. It's grace, it's okay, it's okay. It's all right, it's okay. So what, you paid your phone bill this month and you didn't give me, it's, it's okay. Y'all not hearing me. Yeah, yeah. It's, listen, listen. It, it's okay. It's okay. So what? You paid the car note and you didn't bring nothing to me. It, it's, it's okay. It's okay. It's okay. Next Sunday, fix it. Oh, wish y'all, y'all just, yeah, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Or, or, or for a lot of us, next paycheck, fix it. And here's what I said to you. The amount doesn't matter right now. It's just off the top. The amount don't matter. It's just off the top. And replacing God with whatever it is that has our attention that we feel is more important than God in our lives. So, Cain, all you have to do is do what's right. That's all. Just do what's right. And then if you do what's right, next time, I'll tell you what, I'm going to take yours first. Will you not be accepted? Now, let's, let's get this straight. Cain, let's get this straight. If you don't do what's right, sin is crouching at your door. Now, here's what that word crouching means. It's, it's no different than, than if you were to go to an African safari or you watch Discover Channel or something. You see these lions laying in wait. And they're laying in wait, waiting for an opportunity to prounce on you. So here's, here's how this works, Cain. If you don't do the right thing, you are positioning yourself for an iniquitous cycle to begin in your life of constant sin, and you're going to be stuck in a financial rut and never be able to get out of it because I can't bless what I don't honor. Are you hearing me, guys? So, 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 so make it right, make it right, make it right. Otherwise, sin is crouching at your door. So, so this, is, this is free. If you want to read the next of the text, the remainder of the text, from verses 8 onward, 
that murder situation did not have to happen had Cain make the adjustment. Y'all need to hear me say that. You need to hear me say that. The next thing where he went and he found himself killing his brother and he ended up with this mark and he got banned from the Garden of Eden, that did not need to happen if he'd only make the adjustment. Here's why I'm saying that. That thing is about, that's about to happen to you, it, it don't have to, oh, I wish I did. No, it don't have to happen. It doesn't have to happen if we make the adjustments. If we can only make the adjustments. So listen to this. I am in control of my financial destiny. I don't have to be like that. I don't have to live like that. I don't have to struggle like that if I do what's right. Yeah, 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 yeah. Why is I'm always broke? <laughs> do what's right. You kind of hear what I'm saying? Do what's right. Stop living above your means. Do what's right. I, I need somebody in here. Come on. Make the adjustments. And, and, and don't live off of 100% of your check, and don't live paycheck to paycheck, only 80%. You know, it's worth being broke now with money in the bank than to be broke and have no money. Are you guys hearing me? Come on, say amen if you're hearing me. Turn your neighbor real quick. Turn your neighbor and say, neighbor, do what's right. Now, now look at this, look at this last one. I want, I want to hit this last one real quick, so I, and then I'm going to stop. Um... Putting God first in our lives, position, uh, not putting God first, positions us for a constant struggle. Constant struggle with sin. Look at the verse real quick and then let me read this and then I'll stop. Look at the verse real quick. Look at the verse. It says here, verse 6, then the Lord said to Cain, why are you angry? Why has your face fallen? If you do well, will you not be accepted? If you do not do well, sin is crouching at your door. It desires is what? For you are to have you, but you must master, my translation says, rule over it. I, 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 just give me two minutes on this rule over. Come on, say, I got to rule it. Say it again. Say, I must rule over it. So, so here, here, here's, let me just go straight to application and kind of hit this real quick. Here I go again. You don't have to have it. You only want it. <laughs> so learn to master it so you can live without it. The only reason you want it, because you want to keep up with the Joneses. So you must master it if you're going to turn it around. True story. Katani and I was on, were on vacation in Trinidad in the Caribbean, and we went to the slums in Trinidad. And I'm talking slums, slums. I'm talking, if I say galvanized roof, unless you're from Africa or the Caribbean, you probably won't understand what I'm saying. But we're talking mud, swamp, houses built out of galvanized roofing, um, the most poor, impoverished thing you could ever seen. The most amazing sight to us 
was the, the size of the satellite dishes on the top of these. You get it. We drove around one place. I kid you not, there's a Corvette parked. Nice looking Corvette in the slum. I'm like, who are you trying to impress? I just look at your house and that's all I need to see. People hear me out. Rule over it. If you need to find a hot spot where there's Wi-Fi to make a call because you can't afford data, find you a hotspot to make a call because you can't afford. Y'all not hearing me. Come on, y'all. I want to be honest with you this morning. Are you hearing me? Okay. If, 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 if you got to drive your hoopty for a little while, just, just put on the side of your hoopty, Jesus loves hoopties too, and keep driving. <laughs> and, 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 and keep driving. Are you hearing me? I want to be practical with you. You must master it. Are you hearing me? And unless we take back control, the enemy will stay crouching all day long and keep us trapped in those dead cycles, and we will never break the cycle, and we won't position ourselves to put God first in our life. You must master it. You must. So, so something, something, some things must, you must give up. And, and the problem now, the problem with, 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 with um, the internet is, man, I'm learning, you don't even have to leave your house to shop no more. Stuff just show up on your computer screen, click, and the UPS driver know your address by heart. <laughs> they bring in drones these days. Stop it, stop it, stop it, stop it, stop it. If you don't stop it, you'll keep bringing God leftovers, and he will keep on rejecting you because he will not compromise on who he is. Amen. I don't want no one to leave here hearing me say any number. I'm just saying off the top, God. Get in where you fit in and just hang out there till you grow. Does that help you some? Yes. You kind of get what I'm saying? Does that help you some? Get in where you fit in. Hang out there till you grow. But just the moment that thing is birth, the moment that thing comes out, the first thing you do, God, you know what? We're going to get deeper one day, but I'm going to just stay consistent because I want you to know you're first. Because I want to be accepted by you. I want to break the cycle. I don't want sin crouching at my door, and I want to begin doing what's right. And I tell you what, God, here's how we're going to work this out. I'm going to hook you up first, and I'm hooking me up next. I'm going to finally open a bank account. And I'm not going to touch it. And I'm going to learn to live off the rest. But I refuse to spend 100% of my paycheck anymore. Maybe I'll start like this. 1% me and God, 99% bills. But I'm going to begin. And if I can't afford 1%, heck, half a percent me and God. <laughs> and 99.5% till I grow, till I grow. But I'm going to stop immediately the cycle that I find myself in so God can be glorified. Amen. Come on, hear me. Hear me. 
I'm done. I'm done. Come on, Pastor Karen. My prayer for this congregation is this, that 100 days from now, 100% of our congregation has at a minimum $1,000 in their emergency fund account. That's my prayer. That's my prayer. That's my prayer. Are you hearing me? That's my prayer. Let's, Lord, turn this around. Lord, turn this around. Bow your heads with me and allow God to be God in our midst. Holy Spirit. I know this is a challenging message. Doing what right, what's right and putting you first. <sighs> Always difficult to talk about finances at church. Always hard. But your word is clear that we've come, you've come that we might have life and that we might have it more abundantly. And a lot of times that requires faith mixed with works. A word that James uses in the second chapter, working together, faith and works, working together to produce the result. We trust you, that's faith. Teach us to work with you so we can see results, God. So thank you for this word. Thank you for everything that you've done. Thank you for everything that you continue to do. We give you glory, Lord. We worship you. We adore you. We bless you. We magnify you, God. Move in this place, Lord. Move in this place. As we give this all to you. 